disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, you caught me scrambling here this morning. I had a little bit of a power outage, my own fall down there, but unplugged something I shouldn't have unplugged. We're trying to get back, get up and rolling. And uh, thanks for joining me here on Tuesday morning, March 8th, 2022. Uh, Lord, I'm making another one. Let's run with patience today. The race that is set before us with Christ as the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm going to get into religions today. Okay, now look, you got to give me some... You got to give me some uh, slack here, all right? I'm not a theologian. I've never been to cemetery school. I haven't done any of that. Everything I've learned, I've learned through either Bible reading, uh, what somebody else has written about what the Bible says, through uh, internet, YouTubes, videos, reading, different perspectives, okay? And uh, every time I do a study like this, it's no wonder why we're in the mess that we're in. Am I on the screen? I'm not up on my screen, Spencer. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Since I'm, okay, since I messed everything up. Um, and so I'm, so I'm not an expert, okay? And the thing that I really, myself anyway, that I really enjoy about this show is this is pretty much a theology-free zone. We can disagree. We, it is okay, my friends, to disagree. The Bible tells us, and I should have had it down, but I don't, I don't have it down. Foolish and unlearned questions do avoid, for they do engender strife. Amen. And I was just doing, I was just doing a, a, um, a look here on Wikipedia. I, you know, Wikipedia, you can't really trust Wikipedia because it's not really, uh, suppose that it's, it's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nobody has really had fact checkers to make sure that, People can go on. It's a public, uh, public forum. So anything can be on, on Wikipedia. But I, like, I go to Wikipedia a lot of times because it's, um, what would I say? Um, it's just unfiltered, unbiased, unopinionated. It's all opinionated, right? So we're going to get into that here a second. But before I do, I've got to get Myra in here and give her a chance to open this up in prayer. Lord, I didn't get a chance to, so... I just pray right now, Lord, that the anointing be upon us and you be glorified through all we say and all we do. Myra, come on and pray. Hey, if we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, it's my fault. I unplugged something here just as about uh, we were getting ready to go in the air. I saw somebody in the chat room said they're getting the echo, all that stuff. Bear with us. Spencer will get the thing up and up and rolling for us, okay? Good morning. Do me a favor. Do me a favor, Spencer. Close (laughs) down that chat. Those people drive me nuts arguing back and forth in the chat. Close that thing down for me. Thanks. Get them, get them, let them argue, let them argue with their neighbor. Go ahead, Myra. Good morning, saints. How we doing? Uh, we read in Exodus 14, 14, King James Version, the Lord fights for you and ye shall hold your peace. Holy Spirit, you're welcoming Coach Dave Haddle. 
the Haro agrees that servant is showing Christ. We read in Exodus 14, 15, King James Bible. And the Lord say unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. I release the fire, the glory, and peace unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm going to jump in fast. Got a lot, a lot of ground to cover. I got two things I had to cover before, uh, before we get going. Number one, Spencer, throw it up there. Throw up literally number one. Literally number one. I, I saw this uh, news last night. Found it again this morning. Can't believe it, folks. Uh, we now know that the lies of Pfizer, the billion-dollar cash payments from Biden, were made to the media. Billions and billions of dollars of your tax dollars were paid by the government to ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News. See, it's right there. It's right there in front of you. And when they paid them the money, basically, my friends, the government was buying advertising on all these TV stations, but it wasn't advertising. They were buying in the Media was buying into the government lie. It's out. It's out now. Amen. You understand that, folks? Do you understand what's going on? Do you understand when those people, when you would turn on the uh, whatever station you turned on, hundreds second paragraph, hundreds of new organizations were paid by the federal government to advertise for the vaccine as part of a comprehensive media campaign, according to documents that Glenn Beck and the Blaze obtained from the Department of Health and Human Services. The Biden administration purchased ads on TV, radio, in print, and on social media. Folks, they didn't purchase ads. They purchased anchors. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? They purchased the person reading you the news. Do Do you understand the magnitude of this? And I was thinking today, I would love for anybody out there, this is treasonous. Can anybody explain to me one good reason, if you were in a court of law, why you should have to pay taxes to a government that undermines everything you believe in? Can somebody give me a good standing on that? Can, can somebody help me out here and, and tell me why we're being forced to fund? They're taking your money. And they're p- buying off the media to promote their new world order pandemic. And from, it's, this is staggering. Uh, so staggering. Billions of dollars. 1913, the, the corporations colluded with the government to put the tax burden on we the people. You're That's right. And, uh, illegally. And, and, By the and way, Vinny. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. By the way, the the government, it says, also relied on earned media featuring influencers from communities hit hard by COVID and experts like Fauci. Have you seen Fauci? Anybody seen him lately? I'm looking for Fauci. No, uh uh-uh, no. And remember this, they they weren't supposed to get this information. 75 years later, we were supposed to find that information out. That's what they wanted to do. And thanks for Dr. Malone, who said the courts have forced Pfizer and the FDA to comply with the law, which is that after licensure is granted, these documents must be made available. Previously, these considered confidential. And remember that, as Naomi's about to discuss what the truckers are so upset about, we've been forced to take these vaccines, and we've been told that they were totally safe and effective, and they weren't. With this document, 
what is what this document is, the government has been well aware of that they are not fully safe and has hidden this information from us. And by the way, Tom Rents says that makes him fully liable in a court of law. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay on this. We're not gonna do a show about this today. This is unbelievable. Do you understand, friends? Do you understand they're taking your tax dollars, buying the media to make you get vaccinated? You, you understand that? Somebody tell me you get it. I say, I'm looking at the screen. You don't get the magnitude of this. You do not. This is more than the media arm of the government. This is buying paid advertisement to violate your God-given constitutional right. Do you get it? Do you get it? Your government took your money and, and hired media personalities to sell you lies. They knew they were lies, and they sold them to you anyway. How wicked is that? Ninety-nine percent of crimes can be determined by who benefits from said crime. That's well, there you are. There you are, Coach. They've been doing it for years. NPR. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, but not Fox. We didn't think Fox News, and we didn't think all. It's, this is unbelievable, isn't it? This is. It's unbelievable. Coach, it's called treason. It is treason. Hey, Joe, but, Joe, I come back to where I said, why would, why would anybody have to pay taxes? They're using your money against you. <laughs> what is going on? It's like, it's, like, it's like going over and leaving all that stuff over in Afghanistan. $80 billion of equipment we left in Afghanistan to be used against us. This is no different. Oh, my God. I, listen, I didn't, want to go down, I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole. I didn't want to. Go, go ahead. Well, at least in a court of law, you can present evidence and facts. You know, they're not even allowing you to do that on this. No, they're not going to do it. Well, Craig, you go broke You go broke in a court of law. That's all part of it, too. Go ahead, Craig, quick. Uh, man, this is – okay, go ahead. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done this. Go ahead, Craig. Craig, go ahead, Glenn. Go ahead. Somebody go. Okay, okay, uh, Coach, you swerved uh, – I'm sorry. I'm going to backtrack here. You swerved into something a minute ago when you said – why are we paying taxes? That's right. Now, I'm, I'm reading a book right now. Jack, maybe you can uh, corroborate me on this. Uh, I'm reading a book called Cracking the Code, The Fascinating Truth About Taxation in America. And what we don't understand is that the definition of who a taxpayer is. Yeah. The average citizen is not a taxpayer unless you work for the government. That's right. And um, so if you... I, I, I'm, I'm, mirrors, finding out, I'm finding out that people are getting refunds because they're claiming <coughs> that they're not a taxpayer. They're Authentication as well. Amen. Hey, Glenn, I can't, I can't get buried on this rabbit hole. We'll do it on another day. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Naomi, quickly. Well, Pharmakia has been doing advertisements forever. Is that where some of our tax dollars are going to? Of course it is. Of course it is. Pharmakia is buying the congressmen and the senators. Can you believe that still no Republicans are standing up and pushing back against the vaccine? Oh, yet have you heard from any Republican? Have you heard from any Republicans regarding the oil prices? Heard from any of them at all? Anybody standing up doing Heard anybody? No. No. Oh, we're being so played. We're being it's so played. It's not just the jab. It's not just the de- jab. That of course not. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's a, yeah. they, they, yeah. they bought it. They bought it all. Money talks, baby. Money talks on other stuff walks. And they're giving us that other stuff. They're, ta- they're taking your... 
Do you understand that Ukraine, in the Ukraine, we have lost at least $3 billion that was sent to the Ukraine that we have no idea where it went? Well, we know where it went. It came back to politicians in America. That's where it went. It's exactly, that's why, oh my goodness, if I had more time, I don't know, only got, only got an hour. Only got an hour. Come on in, Jack, quickly. Five seconds. Article 1, Section 10 is the law that we should have followed. Impeachment is the uh, method that we were intentionally not taught, and nullification is our armor. 27 seconds, Jack. That was, 20, that was 27 seconds. You said five. Reggie. You're muted, Reggie. Sorry about that. Just to piggyback off of Naomi, when you were talking about everything's bought, Coach, when she's talking about the pharmacia, um, they have so-called representatives that go in to sign contracts with doctors. There's so many of them. They go into the little physician places and they sign contracts to push their pharmacia, but the doctors get to kick back. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. How about this? I had somebody griping and moaning on the on the TV, not on Facebook, somewhere griping and moaning. Oh, gas, whatever, four dollars and nine cents. Four dollars and nine cents for a tank of gas. I went in and bought a Coke. It was two dollars and nineteen cents for a diet Coke the other day. Come on, wake up, wake up, Michelle. Thanks, Coach. From an outsider looking in, if you haven't done anything with your fraudulent president, how much hope do we have for all the other fraudulent things? Well, it's because they're all in it together. They're all in it together. Number two, it's all a lie. Pull it up, Spencer. Number two, because I was going to get into religion today. Don't believe the media's fake postmortem. The pandemic was not a mistake. Folks, This is a, I'm not going to read it to you. It's very, very short and very, very to the point. And the point is this. It was not a mistake. It was intentional. The pandemic wasn't, as we just found, right? As we just saw. Now, what's the next one they're going to sell us? And I'm unbelievable. We're still buying, oh, dare I say it, we're buying how hateful Russia is. We're just Russia, Russia, Russia. When the nest, when the hornet's nest, when the, when the sewer, when the swamp that needs to be cleaned out is Ukraine. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And I won't make it on Fox News. But that's that's all you got to do is do any, any kind of research on it. That's all you got to do, find any any research at all. Uh, they take all that government money, they fund it into the Ukraine, and then they divvy it out. It comes right back. Oh, my goodness, Lord help us. Joe Allen, come on in. I want to be spiritual today. What did they What's used that? to call Ukraine? The name takers? The name takers. You saw that video, didn't you? Oh, we don't want to know Great about that. I'm going to get into that, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in a pretty good mood this morning. You wouldn't know it, right? You wouldn't know it. 22,000, 22,000 denominations. You can find it at Wikipedia. You can find it at Wikipedia. Now, as I said, I don't always trust Wikipedia for my, for my news, right? But it gives you kind of a feel for what's going on. 22,000 different denominations, okay? Now, we all probably, every one of us in here, at one time or another, we're probably part of one, weren't we? Probably part of a denomination. Click on, uh, which one do I want you, where do I want you to start? Click on number four, Spencer. And we've talked about, I did a show on this uh, several, a long, a long time ago. It's time to double back, circle back, the essential doctrines of Christianity. If you are a Christian, you must believe these seven things. 
If you don't believe these seven things, you're probably not a Christian. Okay. Now that name has become so broad. By the way, this is from Carm, C-A-R-M, Matt Slick. I don't know if you guys have ever done any stuff at Matt Slick. He's really, really good. Pretty, uh, folks, it is so hard to find an unbiased source. I don't, I don't care. You Google whatever, Google anything on religion. And I promise you, it's coming from a biased source. Now, what I mean by a biased source is they have a theological position. Okay. So that's why there's so much confusion. Because anytime that you go in there, go to got questions. I like to go to got questions every once in a while. I'm going to use one of them here today. But they have a, they have a theological point of view. They have a eschatological point of view. They do. And everybody wants to prove they're right. Everybody wants to prove they're right. So the the seven essential qualities, doctrines of Christianity. And I'm not going to go into real deep on these. Number one, the deity of Christ. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. In fact, somewhere in the Bible it says, uh, you're not a Christian if you can't say that, right? You can't say that. Scroll. I'm not going to run. You can scroll down faster. I'm going to go through these. Number two. Central doctrine, salvation is by grace. For grace you are saved through faith and not a work of yourselves, the gift of God, and not a result of works so that no one can boast. Okay? You're not justified by the law, but rescued from the law. So salvation by grace. Number three, the resurrection of Christ. The bodily resurrection of these are the these are the essential doctrines of the, of Christianity. If you believe these seven doctrines, you are a Christian. You can call yourself a Christian. Now wait a minute. Here's what happens. So let's take the third one, which we're on right now, the resurrection of Christ. And so somebody can build a denomination off of this very issue. Well, it says, and it mentions down that the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Muslims deny Jesus' physical resur- resurrection. Therefore, a Jehovah's Witness is not a Christian. They can call themselves that, but they're not, okay? Number four. These are the essential elements. The gospel. And what is the gospel? But even if we or any angel from heaven should preach you a gospel contrary to what we've preached to you, he is to be accursed. Now, wait a minute. What gospel? What gospel? See, there's the gospel, gospel of salvation. There's the end times gospel. There's the gospel of the kingdom. There's the go- I mean, there's all kinds of gospels, right? But we have to believe the gospel is the good news that God came to redeem man, we understand pretty much the gospel and the building of the kingdom of God. Sort of we do, right? But I'm going to tell you this. I've run into, I don't know, I don't exaggerate. I've run into a lot of Christians. Never heard of the gospel of the kingdom of God. When, by the way, Jesus mentioned that in Matthew. John the Baptist mentioned that in Matthew. The gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. Not the gospel of salvation. That's another part of the gospel. Not the gospel of healing. That's another element of it. The gospel. What is the gospel? That's, that's where we get tripped up. What is the gospel? And because we don't know what the, the gospel is, we form our own rules and regulations. I'm going to show you. Stay with me here a second. Number, keep on going down there. Another gospel. Another gospel. I hear, I hear the prosperity gospel. That's a gospel, isn't it? Isn't that the gospel? Prosperity? Yeah. Number five, essential, you have to be born again. 
Now, I don't want to. I don't want to take. I don't want to make any of my Catholic friends mad. I was in the Catholic Church for thirty-seven years and never heard of the gospel of salvation. Never heard I had to be born again. Never heard. Never heard it. Now you can be out there and you can still be a Catholic and following Catholic. But you, you mean to tell me you don't know mean to be born again? Jesus said, "Truly I say unto you, unless you're born again, you can't even see the king." What the kingdom? There it is. Maybe we need to talk about that. What is the kingdom of God? Truly I say unto you, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You have to be born again. Jesus himself said that directly to Nicodemus. Got to be born again, dude. Nicodemus said, what are you talking about? I go back inside my mommy's womb. So you don't get it. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit. Marvel not that I say you got to be born again. You're not going to understand anything. You got to get the Holy Spirit and you get that computer download. So all this stuff's going to make sense. Number six, monotheism. There's only one God, only one God. When we say God bless America, which God? Which God are we talking about? See, that's Christianity believes that, that Jesus Christ is God come in the flesh. All right. Secondary essentials. Secondary. Uh, how can you be secondary essentials? See. Jesus is the only way to salvation. Jesus had a virgin birth, the doctrine of the Trinity, yada, yada, yada. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That a lot of the denominations are branched off of these, these, oh, yeah, we believe that. Really? You really believe that? Hmm. Are you a Christian if you speak in tongues? Are you a Christian if you don't speak in tongues? Are you a Christian if you believe in the laying on of hands? Are you a Christian if you don't believe in the laying on of hands? Are you a Christian if you support Israel? Are you a Christian if you don't support Israel? Are you a Christian if you uh, follow the feast days? Are you a Christian if you don't follow the feast days? Do you understand? Do you understand what they've done? Do you understand that they've taken the essentials and they've made doctrines out of them? Am I doing okay here so far? I'm not a I'm not a learned I'm not a learned Bible, biblical Amen, scholar. But I, I can I can think I can think, and I can tell you right now for one hundred and fifty dollars. I could ask, uh, who could I ask? I could ask right now, uh, 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 Betty. I can ask Betty. Hey, Betty, what makes the difference between you as a, uh, what are you, you're a Methodist, Betty? Okay, Betty, what's the difference between you and down the road, the Presbyterians? And for $150, you couldn't tell me. Could you, Betty? I'm not picking on you, Betty. Nobody can. And as a result, we go sit in these, we go sit in these, Things have been around since the eons of time, as Jesus warned us about what? Teaching his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. Oh, I got so much. I got so much to talk about. 22,000 denominations, essential doctrines, right? Uh, okay. So I, I want to I smack you in the face with a couple of these things that are, I think are really important. Uh, uh, where did I start, Lord? Somebody rescue me. I got that. I got so much to share. I got so much to share. Go to Christian doctrines. Go to Christian number uh, number three. All right. Let's compare major beliefs of seven, just seven Christian denominations. Now, I'm going I'm to do this fast because you don't have to know what they are, okay? What is the basis for doctrine? Okay. Oh, uh, can you make it a little bigger for me, Spence? Uh, this is called, this from Learns Religion. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about Learn Religions. I don't know anything about it. What's the basis of a doctrine? Christian denominations differ on what they use for the basis of their doctrines and beliefs. The biggest split is between Catholicism and the denominations that have roots in Protestant Reformation. So they give us these. Anglican, 
The scripture and the gospel are for church followers. Assemblies of God believe the Bible only. Baptist Bible only. Lutherans Bible only. Methodists, Presbyterian, the Bible, and the Confession of Faith. Roman Catholic, the Bible, church followers, popes, and bishops, creeds and confessions. It goes down, folks. This this w- website goes down and shows you all. Uh, that can't show you all because there's 22,000 of them. Do you understand that? And they say that, they say, we believe the Bible here, but they don't believe the Bible here. They don't believe it. And let, let, me, let me jump on this one. And I, it, listen, it doesn't matter to me. The gift of speaking in tongues. Is that 1 Corinthians 13? And can somebody help me that where that is? Is it 1 Corinthians 13? I, I, don't, I don't know. That's, is, that, is that the love chapter? I think it yes, is. Yes, that's the love chapter. Can you pull that up there for me, Spencer? 1 Corinthians 13. Now, look, hey, friend, listen, I'm not here to make an argument about it. But I run into people all the time. They say, well, the Bible says, says it. I believe it. That settles it. I just follow the Bible. And you don't. You selectively follow the Bible. You choose what you but Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels. Now, I'm just going to stop right there. What does that mean? It says, well, you may have those gifts. You may speak of tongues of men and of angels. But if you don't have love... It isn't any good, okay? And he says, you have the gift of prophecy. Do we still understand prophecy? No, and if I spelled it all my money and give it to the poor? That was that. Scroll down. So I'm going through this real quickly here, right? Uh, is that your ministry, Bill? Going, giving food to the poor? Uh, love suffereth long. Don't behave evil. Tells what love looks like. Rejoices in equity. Bears all things. Seven, love never fails. But whether it be prophecies, they, they'll, they'll, fight, they'll fail maybe, huh? Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. So we say, okay, they used to speak with tongues of angels, but somewhere along the line, they stopped. Okay, listen, I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to argue about it. But why do some people keep speaking in tongues if they ceased? And if they ceased, why didn't everybody speak in tongues? You see where this goes? Do you see where this denominational stuff goes? They don't believe. We don't believe in speaking in tongues in our denomination. Okay, why? It says right here, Tongues are going to tongues are going to cease. By the way, knowledge is going to vanish away. Has knowledge vanished? Away? Hey, Larry, has knowledge vanished away yet? Has knowledge vanished away? No, but tongues ceased. Look, I'm not here trying to hammer anybody. I'm trying to let you see what it is that we are fighting against. I'm going to tell you this: that the Baptists. Do not want to mess with the Pentecostals because they speak in tongues. Them Pentecostals, they're tongue talkers. You better stay away. And those charismaniacs, oh, you better stay away from them because why? Well, in the Baptist church, we don't believe that. And in the Methodist church, we don't believe that. Well, we don't believe that in the Lutheran church, and we don't believe that in our Presbyterian church. So therefore, all those charismatics and all those Pentecostals, they're apostate. Are they? Are they? I don't have an answer for you. I don't have an answer for you. But I want to try to walk you through some things that we're talking about. Larry, go ahead. I feel you, Larry. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to talk doctrine at all, but I'm just going to talk denominations or subject to today's deal. You know, there's a group called Churches United in Christ. Sounds like a real fabulous outfit. But one of their written and agreed upon precepts or or their doctrines is I'm quoting from their website that humanity is guided by great ones who are the saviors s of the world. Now 
I'm going to read out 10 denominations that have signed, their leadership has signed agreement to that doctrine. American, um, yeah, African-American Episcopal Church, the African-American Episcopal Zion Church, the Disciples of Christ, or otherwise known as Christian Church, the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church, the Episcopal Church, the International Council of Community Churches, which is what a lot of your Baptist churches that signed on to this, the Baptists wouldn't keep them, so they, they dropped Baptists and joined this International Council of Community Churches, the Moravian Church Northern Province, the Presbyterian Church USA flavor, the United Church of Christ, and United Methodist Church, those 10 denominations' leadership have signed a document stating there are multiple saviors, plural. Cool. I, I, hey, I, Larry, can I tell you something? I walk into some of those dead churches. Jesus ain't been in there for a long time. <laughs> he ain't been in some of those places for a long, long time. All right? So, um, Amen. Listen, I, I want to get you guys in there, but what, so I get it. Just bear with me, man, because I, I got to make some points here, okay? So, therefore, because of that, what? Oh, Lord, help me do this. What divides us? What is it that divides us? Okay, can I tell you what divides us? Number one, let me see. Pull, where, <laughs> where did I put that? Oh, put up at six, number six. Number six, one of the things that we divide over is views of the end times. Do you guys know what the different views of the end times are? By the way, I don't want to shock you, but I just got to tell you this. Do you know the idea of a pre-tribulation rapture called dispensationalism? Wasn't even around until about 19, uh, 1848. Do you guys know that? Wasn't even around. Catholics don't believe in it. Uh, Catholics, which is the largest Christian denomination in the world, I don't even know if they have an end-time eschatology. Eschatology means view of the end, view of the end. And I'm going to tell you right now that the biggest thing that's dividing Christianity is end-time eschatology. So what are the four views of the end-time eschatology? Scroll on down there, uh, Spencer, if you could. Number one, what is it? Uh, No, keep going. Oh, there it is. Four views. Amillennialism, postmillennialism, can't even say it, historic premillennialism, and dispensationalism. Now, you guys know what those are? You guys know what they are? Well, amillennialism is a name given clearly to defining a mark in amillennial, meaning literally, no literal, open, visible, a literal, meaning means there is no literal, open, visible 1,000-year reign of Christ on earth. Instead, the reign of Christ is understood in a fundamentally different way. Amillennialists believe that as the kingdom expands, the kingdom, as, as we uh, more and more people convert to Christianity, that Christ will therefore rule and reign through his body. The reign of Christ, amillennials think... Thinkers note rightly that the 1,000-year language describing the millennial period in Revelation 20 can be taken figuratively. A day is as a, a year, days as a year, and a year, however that thing goes. A, thousand, a day is as a, yeah, a thousand years, and 
right? We, we get that. So the thousand-year period isn't a specific thousand-year cycle on actual calendar. Instead, with the resurrection, ascension, Christ be is already reigning. That's an amillennialist. Go to the next one. What's the next one that we have? Oh, we have a post-millennialist. See, this is where, we're, folks, this is, these are our fights. We're, these are our fights right now of what's going to happen in the end. And churches divide over this. Post-millennialists, uh, it says you've probably never really met a committed post-millennialist. Because, it's hard because it doesn't really make sense. Post-millennialist now is a theological peculiarity to someone speak of post-millennial ideas. In part, is because post-millennialism is a difficult system to quantify. You can be a post-millennialist, but you're going to have to jump from 17 different scriptures in the Bible to make it come together. Not only is it a minority position, no, I, I don't know if it is anymore, but post-millennials thinkers tend to agree about the de- disagree about the details. We'll take a look here later on. The reign of Christ. Post-millennialists differ as to whether the reign of Christ is literally a thousand years or just simply a long period of time. At its core, the distinctive post-millennial thought is the ever-expanding progress of the gospel until the world becomes markedly Christian. Then Christ returns. The millennial age is ushered in by the unrelenting advancement of the gospel. That's what post-millennials believe. This is a, hey, do your own research. Do your own homework. Now, what's the next one? What's the next one? Pre-millennialism. <laughs> Pre. Pre-millennialism is, is often um, assumed to be the default view of This is the default view in American Christianity. And if you walked into an American church and you didn't know anything about Christianity and you being, became a Christian and you went in there, they would probably, odds are pretty good, they would start teaching you pre-millennialism. Probably would, depending on where you go. This is the Left Behind series. This is the prevailing view. This one was pretty much invented in, 19, I'm sorry, 1848 by John Nelson Darby in the Schofield Bible. Sorry. Premillennialism is often assumed to be the default view of Christians in America. This is understandable. It is presently the most common view of eschatology held by American evangelicals. While evangelicals are most familiar with the primary framework of premillennial thought, many are unaware that premillennialism has two major historical uh, divisions. Historical premillennialism, that's the traditional form simply called premillennialism, and dispensationalism, (laughs) usually called dispensationalism. Mm. All right, go to the next one. You, You can do this yourself. And then the last one is, Dispensationalism. Golly. The majority of dispensationalists believe the millennial reign of Christ will begin after the return at the end of the seven-year period known as the tribulation. Uh, The millennial reign of Christ begins at the third coming of Christ. Dispensationalists propose a secret rapture concept in which Christ returns prior to midway through the tribulation period, yada, yada, yada. Bottom, key passages. While dispensationalism also shares premillennial's more literal approach to key passages, dispensations holds that Daniel 9, the 70 a week, is a key passage for interpreting the arc of history. Okay, I'm not, I'm not trying. You can do your own research, okay? You can do your own. Those are the four views of end-time eschatology, except it's not. Because we learned one from Gary DeMar. What did we learn from Gary DeMar? Well, we learned an eschatology called what? Preterism, right? Preterism. So there's more than four. There's more than four. Now, I'm not going to get in. Go, go to number seven real quick. What is preterism? 
because this is Gary DeMar's view, which, by the way, as far as I know, probably is valid. Hey, hey, folks, are all of these right? Are all four of these end-time views right? Are they? Are they all right? They can't be. They can't all be right. They can't. Who's right? Well, that's why we have denominations. What's preterism? Well, preterism is a view in eschatology that holds that some of, or all of the prophetic blessings in the last days have already taken place. The destruction of the temple. You heard what, you heard what Gary DeMar said. So we have five, in, at least five in-time eschato, eschatological views. Now, I got it. Listen, I know you want to come in. I gotta, I'm going to lay these things on the table, and then I'm going to open it up. Go to one more. What is Zionism? Zionism. Zionism. Are all Jews Zionists? Zionism is about the pursuit of an independent Jewish state. The word is derived from Zion, a hill near the city of Jerusalem. But nowhere near all Jews live in Israel. Are there any Jews in America? Uh, Yeah. Are there any Jews in Russia? Yeah, there's Jews everywhere, but Zionists believe that all Jews are in and only the Jews in Israel. All right? So the birth of the state of Israel, we know how that happened, right? After the Second World War, 1948, they came up with a, a, the UN basically created the birth of the state of Israel. And so what's the difference between Zionism, Jews, and Israelis? Back to the question. So a Zionist is someone who strives for an independent state of Israel. That is a Zionist, okay? You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. Do you you understand that? Do you understand John Hagee is a Zionist? He wants, he's about the establishment of the state of Israel. You get that? Do you understand that? He's, it's not about all oh, oh, Jews. Nowadays, the word Zionist is often re- used as a swear word, a negative label. Many Palestinians and supporters of Palestine no longer distinguish between the words Jew, Israel, and Zionist. But folks, not all Jews are Zionists, and not all Zionists are Jews. It has to do with the nation of Israel. To cut a long story short, although many Jews identify with a Zionism, the establishment of a Jewish state. Although many of them agree with that, there are still many different points of view. That is a reason enough not to mix up the word Jew with Israel and Zionists. You get, you get it. I got more, but I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you come on in. Come on in, Reggie. Um, um, this is interesting. So Catholic, Roman Catholics do have an eschatology, but basically it's the magisterium gets the final say so, but it's open. <laughs> they said that most of, um, it's speculative theology. So therefore a Catholic is free to study scripture and try and figure it out, but they cannot disagree with the magisterium of the church. So basically the magisterium of the church kind of teaches a timeline of the, um, minor chastisements and then uh, there was an age of peace, and then the major chastisement. And the so, 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 but Reggie, so if I could be clear, because I, I was one, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a strong, 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 powerful hierarchy in the Catholic Church, right? Cardinals, bishops, popes, right? There's always somebody above you you got to get the approval of. See, and to me, sorry, that ain't Christianity. I'm sorry. No, that no, it's I'm not. Sorry. I'm just 
telling you because you said you didn't know yeah. <laughs> they had eschatology. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, I get. I, they don't. They're not sitting around looking at the nation of Israel. The no, Catholic Church isn't sitting around looking at Israel. All right. Yeah, you understand. So they do have an eschatological view, and I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have much to do with the state. I don't think so. But if you think about American politics, where we are, if you want to make sure that you do not get elected as a Republican, then come out and say anything negative about this nation of Israel. Amen. Because we're so, we're so what, programmed. We're so programmed, folks. Zionism. See, as soon as you say Zion, as soon as I say Zionism, people are racist. Jew hater, we just read it. Zionist, Jew, Israeli aren't the same. But they've made them the same. Why? So we're confused. Boom. Julie. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, team. You know how you were saying about what separates us? I think religion, like you said, there's over 22,000 doctrines or whatever. That separates us. A house divided against itself cannot stand, Julie. You're you're breaking up here a little bit. A house divided against itself cannot stand, right? Now, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to tell you this again. Uh, No, I'm I'm not going. I'm I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm more concerned. Boy, is this radical? You ready? I'm more concerned about America than Israel. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. And see, part of our foreign policy right now is based on, dare I say it, Zionism. Because we are confused thinking that Zionists, Jews, and Israelis are the same thing. They are not. A Zionist is anyone who is pushing for a, a, the state of Israel. You don't have to be a Jew. You know there are Jews who aren't Zionists? Who don't want to see that? Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know that Israel, I hate to tell you, doesn't really have anything to do with Judaism? I mean, it does, but it doesn't really. They're trying to make it a Jewish... Oh, I'm getting kind of deep. See, this is messy, isn't it? This stuff is messy. And we don't get it. And I'm going to tell you something. Your theology, unless you are a seeker of truth, if you're in here, you probably are. Your theology came from your pastor, probably. Or the Left Behind series. That's probably where your theology came from. I didn't know. When I was a Catholic, doing all that that Catholicism stuff, I didn't know know what that was. Getting confirmed, what does that mean? I mean, I'm confirmed. Huh? Yeah, you had your first communion, didn't you, Dave? Yeah. Have you been confirmed yet? No, what does that mean? I'll take these classes and then you get confirmed. Well, what does that mean? Well, now you get confirmed. That means now you're a real Catholic. Well, oh, so would that be the Catholic's way of being born again? Is that what that means? I get confirmed now I'm born again? Is that what it is? An outward change, no inward change. Listen, I'm just just upfront and honest, man. They've been teaching us so much crap. So much crap. Amen, Coach. I know, I know. You don't have to agree with me. This isn't uh, come pat me on the back day. It's wake up and look around day. That's what it is. Come on in, Joe Allen. Then uh, Rochelle. And Emma. Coach, you see where you read about the prophecies where people were pre and trip and mid. Yep. Just look at 
number six, seven, and eight that's on the screen. That could be considered as one as well. Joe, they can, uh, the love gospel. Do we have the love gospel? Do we have the right. prosperity gospel? Well, look at today's times, what's going on. This and this, and that's what they judge things. What are we going through now? Like seven, beareth all things. Are we bearing the government? Believeth yep. all things. Do we believe what the government's saying? Mm. Hope all things. Do we hope that the government will do the right thing? Endure things. We're going to endure the government. Love never fails, brother. Huh? Love never fails. So we have to keep this reading that we're reading here right now in context, right? Uh, we all know there are certain things we shouldn't love. <laughs> you all agree with that? You shouldn't love pornography. So you don't love all things, right? We understand uh, righteously how this thing is written. Good point, Joe. Michelle, then Emma. Hey, good morning, team. Um, you know, thanks, Coach, for uh, trying. This is this effort is really just trying to reveal that d- division is an enemy of uh, a weapon of the enemy, and it's, it's right. definitely here. And is it okay if I address what you said about um, the? Just do it. Just do it. Nineteenth century. Okay. Okay. So with the the rapture, this I just want to read one s- statement from a sermon. This was a sermon on the last times the Antichrist and the end of the world. And it was from the fourth or fifth century. And it clearly indicates a rapture. Why therefore do we reject every care of earthly actions and prepare ourselves for the meeting of the Lord Christ so that he may draw us away from confusion, which overwhelms all the world for all the saints and elect of God are gathered prior to the tribulation that is to come. And we are taken to the Lord. And anyway, I'm just trying to say, I, there are other doctrines that say, that didn't come out to do your own research. Be believe what you believe because it's in the Bible. Go to the Bible, go to the real source. Mm -hmm. And I understand what's happened because I have left pastors who have a different or only one view and only stand to that. I have to leave because they can't grow and I can't grow with them. And you have, you have to agree with their doctrine. You have to agree with it. Listen, I got to get one more thing up here. Okay. Spencer, pull up uh, uh, number 10. Kazarian Jews. They call them the Jewish Mafia. Are you, are you aware of this, folks? Now, now that's number 10 should be. Not it? Yeah, that's all I want. That's one. This has got questions. I mean, it is what it is. But I want, I want you to, uh, you, you need to read this, friends. You need Because remember, Jesus himself said, not all those who are Jews, not all those who say they are Jews, those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the Synagogue of Satan, Jesus warned us about. Are you guys familiar at all with Khazar Jew, the Khazar, what they call the Khazarian Mafia, the George Soroses of the world, who are not bloodline Jews? Remember we talked about that, I don't know, a couple months ago I talked about bloodline Jews and non-bloodline Jews. Well, you can read this and God, the Khazars of the Middle Ages have been the subject of many theories linking them in some way to the Jews and to biblical prophecy. Many of these theories involving the origin of the Khazar Jews and their hypothetical diaspora are cons- conspiratory and promoted by radical groups to advance racist ideas. Scroll on down. Go to the last, just go to the last paragraph here. <clears throat> the whole history of the Khazar Jews might never be known. What well, wonder? Well, but here is a likely scenario. Some ethnic Jews lived in Khazaria and many other places during the Middle Ages in or near 740. A Khazarian king 
converted to Judaism. Folks, a Kazakh, folks, these weren't Jewish people. These were not Jewish people. A Kazarian king converted to Judaism for personal practice or political reasons. And he bought some of his subjects with him. And when the power of Kazario diminished and the empire fell away, many Jews, both ethnic and proselytes, left the area and settled in Jewish communities elsewhere, merged with local populations. Such intermarriage between ethnic Jews and Gentile proselytes does not mean that the Jews of Hazar background are any less Jewish than any. They're not bloodline. The, the Bible records several instances of Gentiles being brought into Jewish culture. Folks, just do some research. Spencer, do it right now. Google Kazarian Mafia. See if I'm making that up. Say, Coach, you're racist. Are you stupid? Name Why would you changer. say that? What the are you stupid? You want to learn or not learn? You want to believe lies or not believe lies? The Kazarian Mafia. Do some research on it. These are the synagogue of Satan, and they're in charge of the world, friends. Sorry. Boom. Sorry. This is not, Man, you did learn something today, didn't you? Zionists, Jews, Israelites, not all the same. They're not all the same. It's like some calling somebody an American, a Buckeye, and a Hebronite. They're not all the same. But we think they're all the same. Right? And so what is Zionism then? Zionism is promotion of the nation of Israel. Is Israel the only place there are Jews? Well, no. See where this goes? Emma, I think it's your turn. Then Janine. Yeah, Coach, um, I, I just wanted to say that the difference for me is what you do with Jesus. Is Jesus your Savior? Were you saved? Are you washed in his blood? Then everything else is negotiable. I, right. I, I will never separate with people who say they are. Amen. And the, because and they're doing that to us, Emma. That's what they're doing to us, Emma. That's what they're doing to us. But not me. I'm not going to separate Neither. I still like Larry, even though I don't, maybe don't agree with him on that. I still like him. Janine. Um, can we go back to the love chapter? Spencer, can you sure. put that up there? Um, and have somebody read that. And I think we always say it's just, you know, the love chapter and la, la, la. But the word charity means a supreme, a supreme love for the Lord. So when you read that, it's drawing you back to Christ. This is the Ten Commandments. It's the yes. first part, bringing you back. So when you read that with a supreme love for the Lord, it takes away everything and puts it right on Christ. Can uh, Silver, your your tones, could you read that? Every time you see charity, put a supreme love for the Lord. I'll work on it. <laughs> Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not a supreme love for the Lord. Supreme love for the Lord. I am becoming, I become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Just noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have faith so that I could remove mountains and have not extreme love for the Lord, 
I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not a supreme love for the Lord, Lord, it profiteth me nothing. A supreme love of the Lord suffereth long, and is kind. A supreme love of the Lord envieth not. A supreme love of the Lord vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. An extreme love for the Lord beareth all things. Hopeth all things, endureth all things. Extreme love for the Lord never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Or in time theology or Zionism or right, huh? Okay. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Wow. When I was a child, I as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope. And an extreme love for the Lord. These three. But the greatest of these is an extreme love of the Lord. Wow. Good, Janine. That, does, that gives a different perspective on it. Come on in, Randy. You know, Coach, what baffles me on, <clears throat> on Zionism and all the end times is that many of the same people who support an end-time theology are also supporting Zionism. And really, they don't know that because they no. feel like they're supporting the Jews, the true Jews, the bloodline Jews, which in fact, Coach, are, are the Palestinians. They're the closest people on the earth that are the closest to the true bloodline Jews right now on the earth. Every, all the rest of the people are mingled, they're, they're whatever nationalities. And, and if they want to support, and this is... If they really want to support the true bloodlines Jews on the earth today, they should be supporting the Palestinians who are hated by the Zionists and who are hated by the nation of Israel. So, so there's a big problem here, Coach. If everyone would listen and look at what they believe, there's a big problem. Okay, hang, hang on, Randy. Uh, I, I got to get this in there. Uh, go to where? Oh my goodness, which one do I want? Click on Israel's prophetic time clock. That is number nine. Go to number nine quickly. Oh my goodness, I got to get it in here, folks. This is Israel. Can I can I tell you the truth? This is when the dispensationalist post uh, pre millennial. I can't even keep them all straight. This is when their time clock started running. Nineteen forty eight, the reestablishment of the Jewish state. That's when it all started. That's when the clock started running. That's where the confusion comes. This generation shall not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. Because those of that uh, of that perspective, 
see that as the beginning of the end times when Israel became a state. And we now know that not all people in Israel are Jews. There's Some of them aren't even Israelis, right? Some of them aren't even Zion. Do you, you get what's going on? you get what's going on? So a lot of theology is based over the reestablishment of the nation of Israel by the United Nations. Not by God. Now, maybe God works for the United Nations. But the United Nations reestablished the nation of Israel. It's not the Balfour Declaration. Is that what that thing's called? Oh, man, I dug, I dug a mess this morning. Balfour Accords. Uh, say it again, Brian. Yeah, the Balfour Accords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in, Myra. Enjoy them. Can't hear you, dear. Can't hear you, Myra. Can't hear you, Myra. That's excellent topic. Thank you so much, Coach. Hallelujah. Yeah, We're yeah, reading 1 Timothy 4.13. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Thank you. Thank you, Myra. Hey, listen, I don't care what you believe. Do your own research, okay? You believe what you want to believe. Believe what you want to believe. But I'm going to tell you something. You've been told lies. I've been told lies. The devil has infiltrated. The devil has infiltrated, folks, from the very beginning. Come on in, Joe. And Michelle. Well, here's the name that Coach brought out to us here. And in those times, they called them name takers. Name stealers. Name takers. Name stealers. Yeah. Jesus said those who say they're Jews and are not. They say they're Jews and are not. And Joe, look at all the name stealing that's going on, right? Huh? Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, a lot of name stealers out there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Michelle. Thanks, Coach. Hi, family. I think the biggest reason why we have all these denominations is because we have itching ears. And we're going to go to teachers that tell us what we want to hear instead of like we do in the huddle, break it down until we do all agree on something that we do agree with. I don't think the denominations, they took away this, let's break it down together and let's crash it and let's get the truth together. Churches stopped that. Well, well, not only that, can I tell you the truth? A lot of guys are in the pulpit don't have seminary degrees, which is a good thing. I don't have a seminary degree, right? But a lot of guys are in the pulpits and they learn their doctrine from some other guy. Learn Amen. some guy. See, the, yeah. Do you have any idea how much smarter I am since the internet was invented? Can anybody say amen on that? Amen. Huh? Then now my yeah. pastor, my pastor, my friend, somebody can tell me something. I can go home and check it. Now I got to check the source. I got to check the source. Like when I was doing the research this morning, I could I could read the bias in the articles. I could read the bias. I ain't going to put that up there. That's bias. That's bias. So you got to be careful, right? Hey, I just want to know the truth. Because the Bible says if you know the truth, truth's going to set you free, going to make you free. I just want to know the truth. Do your own research. See you here tomorrow. God bless you.